Hello and welcome to GPCast. My name is Marcus. I'm your host. Uh, grateful to be with you for uh, for another podcast. And I'm excited because today uh, I'm going to be chatting with Sally, uh, who is our children's director here, Sally Bland. And uh, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about children's ministry. And uh, just thank you for being here. Thanks well, I'm very excited to be here, Marcus. Good, good. We had Greg last month, and so he set a bar that was really low, so you'll have no problem. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. you'll be fine. Mm. You'll do great. Uh, well, for those who um, listen and who don't know you as well, Sally, mm-hmm. you are from, born and raised... Well, I was born in Virginia, actually. My dad was in the Navy. And then shortly after I was born, you know, like six months, we moved over to Washington. And so I actually grew up in Washington, in Marysville, Washington, specifically. Was the move because of the Navy? It was, yes. He got transferred to, um, to, I can't remember the base. But yeah, he got transferred to Washington. So that's where we were. Is it Lewis? No, oh, no, because no. he was in the Navy. Um, yeah, no, my dad was moved or transferred to Woodby Island, oh, okay. the base there. And then shortly after he got out, we um, then moved inland. Okay. How many siblings? Oh, I have three sisters and one brother. I am the second oldest. Three sisters and one brother. Yes, the brother's the youngest, and let me tell you, Aww. we tortured that poor, that poor boy. Oh, Aww. my goodness. And are they... Are your siblings close, like up in the Pacific Northwest, or are they kind of spread out? Uh, they're pretty much in the Pacific Northwest. I do have one sister that lives in Utah, okay. um, but everybody else is up in Washington. Is up in this way. So that was, was that the only, like, military move that you made growing up? There wasn't, like... Well, that I made, but my parents had made others. Like, my sister, uh, my older sister was born in Tennessee, and then they moved to Virginia, and then they moved to Washington. Gotcha. But you didn't, like, bounce around and no. do a military kid... No, thing. no, no. That's probably good. Yeah. Did you ever? Was there ever any part of you? Did any of your siblings or go into the military, or did that pass down? Um, actually, my brother did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he went to the Air Force, not the Navy. Okay. So. Yeah. Because it's interesting how that works. A lot of times, mm-hmm. it's like a military family. Yes. Stays in it where, yeah. like, I didn't grow up in a military family, and so I had no. There was no draw to go mm-hmm. and do it. Um. But yeah. a lot of times the kids end up following. But you didn't want to? No, I didn't think that I'd be able to survive boot camp, <laughs> honestly. Why? I just um, I just didn't think I could handle the, the intensity of it, that mm. it would be. Back then I was, I know you only know me now, but back then I was super um, just self-conscious and very timid mm. and very, like, debilitatingly shy yeah so it was just not something that i thought i would i would thrive in yeah dang yeah i mean that makes i i i mean i'm with you not for the same reasons i don't think i would have survived boot camp because it's a lot of doing and i would have been like "Ah, i don't want to do that and then they would have kicked me out see the doing i was fine with i like to stay stay busy but yes you didn't like that okay so you get to washington Mm -hmm. you grow up within Washington, and then you meet a fella 
named James. Yes, yeah. James and I met at University of Washington in calculus class. The best place to find your spouse, okay? Um, in college specifically or in calculus class? In calculus class yeah. at college. What if you <laughs> don't go place. to, what if you don't make it into calculus? What if you're always in remedial math? Well, then you just need to wait until you're in calculus. There's just no help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so basically I was, you know, that, that standard student that I would always sit front row center of every class and so I did that in my calculus class and this guy comes over and he sits right next to me and he starts talking to me and I didn't know who he was I just I was being nice and talking to him back and then he started following me to my next class and talking to me and I'm like what is going on um, and turns out we were in the same minority science and engineering program but I just hadn't put that together and so our next class was actually the same class as well gotcha so he was just hanging around you. Yes. Because he liked you. Yes. <laughs> yes. But Aww. I was still in my own little world. You know, I was very focused. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really notice things. So. Yeah. yeah. And then, so you guys get married. Mm -hmm. And when did you get married? We got married June 28th, 1997. 1997. Yeah. So you got married and I would have been nine. That's nice. <laughs> I'm so, so, so glad that you mentioned that I would have turned yes. nine two days earlier. That's awesome. So, but mm -hmm. now I'll always remember your wedding anniversary yes. because it's two days after my birthday. Yeah. And we're coming up to 25 years this June. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank that's you. A, that's a feat. Yes. They say marriage is really easy. Um, then they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely worth it, but it is hard work. Like you yeah. really have to put in effort. Um, and do you feel like, so at 20, it, like almost 25 years Yes. from what I understand, cause I've only, Ashley and I've only been married almost 10 years, mm -hmm. but that you, like I'm different than I was 10 years ago. Yes. Like I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. And so have you did within that 25 years, did, did the changing ever stop? No, it never does. Um, but you, you learn how to change together and, you know, the things that I need are different than what I needed back when we first married and same thing for James. And so we just learn to complement each other and, and learn to um, really grow together. Yeah. 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 Dang. 25 years. That's a long time. Yes. Congrats. Thank you. So then you got married and then you mm -hmm. have two children. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And my oldest is getting ready to graduate high school this year. My youngest is, you know, a sophomore. Yeah. And then uh, Isaac and Violet. Mm -hmm. And so now that you're coming to the end of like the, the pre-college schooling, like mm -hmm. the schooling that you're responsible for. Yeah. Basically, I'm finding that out as the parent of a first grader. <laughs> That when your kids start going to school, it's a lot of work for the parent. Yes, it is. And not just work. Because yeah. when mm -hmm. you're growing, like when I was growing yeah. up, I didn't think like, oh, this thing that's happening at school is difficult for my parents. Mm -hmm. Like I just didn't put that together. And then now that I am, I'm like, oh man, it's a lot of work. So you're getting yes. to the end of, I mean, because college is still work, but there's a lot that then like they have to do on their own. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot of parent helping in college, but, um, and as your kids get older, you know, through elementary school and then into middle school and high school, the type of work that your kids are doing, are, it's more intense. And so 
um, what James and I have learned is that it doesn't get easier. It has gotten a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Like we, I've had to, um, you know, I help my kids with math specifically. I, I actually tutor math. Um, and I've had to go and relearn math so where new. I can help them. Well, yes, the methods that they're teaching are new. Um, and so I just want to make sure that I'm not trying to teach something that they're not learning. And so it's been very interesting. And, and James primarily helps with, you know, like the English and, you know, um, reading their papers with them, showing them wh- where they can improve, things like that. Gotcha. I've heard, I've heard that new, like new math, and you mm-hmm. can tell me if this analogy is correct, that new math is like, where old math was, you would walk up to the front door of a house and then you would knock on the door and then they would open it and you would step in and you would be inside the house. Mm-hmm. That new math is like you walk up to the front door and then you walk all the way around the back of the house, go in the back door, mm-hmm. through the kitchen, down the hallway, and then get up to the front door. So you arrive at the same place, but you just use some weird backwards way to get there as opposed to just direct. Well, I mean, that's an interesting analogy. I would do it more as old math was you walk up to the front door and you knock in, then they open the door and you walk in. New math is you walk up to the door, you deconstruct the front door, and then you figure out how to put it back together. And, and then, then you knock and in. And then you walk, you walk in. in. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's, I mean, there's a lot of controversy with it, um, but with the new math, what it's trying to do is really deconstruct the math to help the student understand why this why why you're working in this or how this gotcha. works um, which is great for some students but some students it doesn't really help them understand so mm. it would be nice I would prefer if schools taught both yeah so, because you have students who are going to learn really great one way and students who are going to learn really great the other way so I think there needs to be a balance and we need to look at each student individually and see okay what type of learner are they and how are they going to thrive gotcha yeah that's cool. So with so with Isaac, who's older mm-hmm. and is going off to college, is because I remember m- my older brother going off. He he went off to uh, to Reno to go to college, and mm-hmm. I was stoked. I was so ready for him to be gone, <laughs> and very excited. Is Violet like excited at the well, prospect of Isaac being gone, or is she like? You know what? She would say that she's excited, but I think she secretly is going to have a hard time with it. But she did tell Isaac that she wants him to move out because she wants to turn his room into her personal walk-in closet. Really? Yes. (laughs) And so I did have to inform her that that is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that that wasn't the case with me. I didn't want a walk-in closet, but that's awesome. Yes. She'll she'll be sad though when he's gone. Yeah, she will. Yeah. I mean, she's she's extremely social, and she's um, family is a priority for her. Like she's always wanting to go and um, do family activities, but also go and see our extended family. And she's the one, you know. She's like, well, we haven't seen you know grandma and grandpa in X amount of time, oh, wow. and yeah. yeah. So she's always kind of drawing us all closer. Gotcha. Um, so you you and James get married. Mm-hmm. You have kids. They've grown up. What, how, uh, did you grow up in like a faith-based home? Were your parents believers? Uh, no. no. No, my parents were not. It was something that um, we as kids kind of needed to make that choice and decision for ourselves. And mm-hmm. not all of my not all of my siblings have come to a life of faith, but some of us have. And I wasn't, I didn't actually make that decision to follow Jesus until I was in college. Oh, wow. Yeah. And going back to James, 
right? Um, when we met in calculus class, I actually wasn't a Christian. And um, we used to come really early, like at 7 a.m. to come study math together. And he wouldn't ask me out. And I had no idea why. And it was because I wasn't a Christian. But he didn't want to try to... Um, Do like missionary dating. Yes, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he just never said anything. And so I actually started dating other people. And um, I eventually moved out of my um, childhood home and got a roommate in college and she's the one who actually took me to church and she just kept on nagging me and nagging me and nagging me to go to church with her and finally I was like okay if I go to church with you will you get off my back I'll just go once and so I did and um it kind of piqued a curiosity in me Mm. that I didn't necessarily know was there and so I just I just sought more information and I kind of dived deeper into it until I was ready to make that decision Dang. And then, so that was in, in college mm-hmm. while you were still in yes. college? Yes. Gotcha. So then how did, how did you and your family end up at Greater Portland? Well, James graduated from UW a year before me. And so he came down and worked for Intel and I was still up North. But when I, after we got married, we moved down here right away and we had friends that were already going here. So John and Carol Elms, and they're, they're like second parents to James. And he was actually living with them that year that he was down here before we got married. And so he had already been coming here. And so it was just a natural fit after we got married. He already had connections to this church. So that's how we were. We started. And then how long? You were here for a while just attending before you came on staff, right? Oh, yes. I've only been on staff for six years. Okay. So, um, but I've been volunteering in children's ministry for over 20 years. Wow. So I've always had a heart for kids and always loved working with kids. So um, it seemed like a natural progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So then you've been on staff here now for six years. Yes. As uh, as the children's director. That's correct. And uh, so you've seen, you've seen and learned mm-hmm. lots of things about children's ministry and... Yes how that functions even just within a church body and and mm-hmm. seeing the probably the ups and downs of that. Yes. There's probably been some really good moments where you've been like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. And then other moments <laughs> where you're like, why is this happening? Yes, that's what are true. What are some of like, what's, what's like one of your favorite like moments that's happened? Well... It's kind of not just one. It's mm-hmm. a, it's kind of a lot. But the working in children's ministry, you kind of get to see the faith of kids grow throughout their throughout their time um, as a kid. And a lot of that involves, you know, making the decision to follow Jesus, to get baptized, all of this stuff. But it's really just so encouraging to see how God is shaping and molding the hearts of even our youngest here at church and drawing him closer to them. And actually, I really love the fact that as he's doing that, he's using these kids to show us adults as volunteers um, how to connect with him better and how how to come to him with the child's heart and and just to trust him fully because you see that. You, you see that over and over. And so I've seen so many students here 
go through that journey, their faith journey, and see them put their trust in Jesus and make that decision to follow him and then continue to grow in their relationship with him after they have accepted him. So it's it's really encouraging. It's something that I just love to see. And I mean, we just had baptisms this week and yeah. we got to see four students make that decision. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And it's cool because so much of that especially at like the up through the elementary age, there's just the beginnings of those questions Yes. of like, what is, you know, what is this about? What is this? Who is God? Why is Jesus? All these different, like the beginning sparks of those. And that's probably super encouraging because there's, it's like that. Um, like I, I think there was a point in church in even like westernized American church where the goal was like, we need to tell everyone about Jesus. And now it kind of feels like uh, culturally and societally, like we've, most people have heard about Jesus and whether or not that's true, I don't know, but that's the way it feels in terms of like evangelism. But children's ministry kind of feels like as consistent as anything else, like the front lines of evangelism because they're just learning about who God is and they're being introduced mm-hmm. to Jesus. So you, you kind of threw like those things that you're describing where you see them place their faith in Jesus and for the first time and do, you know, have these interactions with their faith. It's kind of like the front lines of the kingdom growing. Yes, definitely. And that's got to be super exciting. It is. It is. And just to know that, um, you know, that, that, that responsibility that we as volunteers and, and teachers and, and um, leaders in children's ministry have, these are, you know, the Holy Spirit has invited us to, to walk alongside what he's doing in with these kids. And it is a big responsibility. And so we take it very seriously. And it is a huge honor to be able to be part of their faith journey. And at the same time, recognizing that it's the parents and what they're doing at home that is really helping to form the kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, I mean, You've given us, like, here's one of your favorite things about children's yes. ministry. What's one of your least favorite? Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that one's always a hard one. And um, so I have two. Um, one of them we've actually solved recently. So one of the things, the, my least favorite things what, about What's children- that person's name? No, it's not a person. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, one of them is that when you're volunteering in children's ministry or you're leading in children's ministry, um, or especially like me as the children's director, I'm always in children's ministry on Sunday morning. So then I miss out on that fellowship with the larger community. And so that was always one of the things that I didn't like. But we've recently solved that by having family worship time at the beginning of our worship service. So I really enjoy that. I I get to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. You know, every week I'm getting to interact with the larger community. So I really love that. Um, The second most difficult thing I would say is um, finding volunteers. Like, it's it can be difficult to find volunteers for children's ministry. People think, oh, you know, I I need to have X amount of skills. When really it need you all you really need to do is love kids and be able to um, show them love and respect. And you know, we will teach you whatever you need to know beyond that. But really having a heart for kids is is the big thing that you need. So yeah, so that 
needing volunteers. I feel like that's the like caricature of what, <laughs> especially for those of us that grew up in church and were, yes. just heard like the announcement mm-hmm. week after week, we need more children's volunteers, need more children's volunteers. So that's like a real thing. It is, but it's tricky, Marcus, because we can't just have everybody or anybody step into children's ministry because like I was saying, it is a big responsibility to be teaching biblical truth to our kids. They are very um, open and trusting. And so we need to make sure that we are being biblically sound, you know, and that we are not leading them astray in any way and that we have skills to work with kids. So, but, you know, we help with the curriculum that we have and everything. So if you, if you're able to have, work with kids it's we can normally work through everything but it's just like you know on the worship team you're not going to say okay anybody who wants to can come and sing in front of the church um you know you you do have to have those spiritual gifts yeah so um but then you you work with them to help develop them and to make sure that they have the tools that they need to to be successful in that ministry and so we do the same thing in children's ministry so i'm not a big fan of going you know in front of people and being like hey we need children's volunteers please sign up Um, because then you get into that space where you get people who are signing up who you know aren't necessarily gifted with working with kids but or signing up just because they feel obligated. Yes, and don't truly have a heart for kids. Right. So I really um, spend a lot of time in prayer when we need volunteers. And personal invitation is actually something I prefer. Is going up to somebody that that either God has put on my heart or that I have seen, you know, work with kids before, or that I think they they might have that spiritual gift of being able to teach kids. So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's the real thing, I think, too, that affects a lot of that is just staffing size in terms of like you can, what ends up being effective in children's ministry because you're breaking them out into classrooms is like there's there's ways that you can make it happen even if you just have all the kids together. Mm -hmm. But it it becomes so much more effective the more you can split up because then you can – go deeper in different topics. You can talk about different things longer. You mm-hmm. can, you know, because the difference, the difference between like a kindergartner and a fifth grader is huge in it's terms of huge. like their yes. ability to sit and listen or comprehend or commute, you know, pair mm-hmm. it back to you or, or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And actually right now I'm hoping in the future to be able to split up our classes into smaller groups because of that because right now we have a preschool and we have an elementary but they're all kind of together so elementary is like first through fifth and I would love to break it up into first through third and a fourth and fifth and same with preschool I would love to have a two threes class and a four fives class but right now we don't have the staffing and honestly we don't have the kids so um you know I trust God will bring both yeah. When we need it. But that's what I'm looking for in the future is really the ability to be able to split off into those different demographics. Because as a teacher, it's difficult to teach to a first grader and a fifth grader yeah. and to keep them engaged and to teach at the right level that they can comprehend. And that makes sense, splitting up first through third and fourth and fifth, especially because I think um, being on the youth side of things. Yes. And I know the closer a student gets to being in youth group the more mm-hmm. it feels like I'm I'm just over children's ministry I'm ready to you know mm-hmm. I would have um 
I've just the the look in a fifth grader's eyes of like I'm almost there. Yes. So I think that separation of having fourth and fifth mm-hmm. can kind of bring about oh you get your own identity you get your own thing. Yeah, what's really funny because we always do get those fifth graders and they always kind of like we want to go up and everything, but most students when they first go up to youth and they come back to children's and they're like can we come back in sixth grade just because it's so intimidating right oh, that so they, better change they want that, that better be different. they want that new experience but then it's kind of the the uncertainty of the unknown and so they go in and they're like oh i don't know you know i don't know if i'm gonna fit in and, right and so that insecurity and so we you know encourage them of course they they need to go into youth and engage and in no time at all they've totally you know become part of the youth program and yeah. Yeah, but it's always funny because we see that every that single year. That yo-yoing year. of like you're out and <laughs> yes. then you're back. Yes, because they want that security of knowing, you know, oh, we, we know you, we know that you guys love us. You know, we don't know the leaders yet. We don't know any right. of that. And so I know we've done in the past, we've had the fifth graders start to be invited to some of the youth events before yeah. they actually transition oh, into yeah, that yeah. to help with that. Right. Help them build relationships with those, um, with those students and with the leaders. And also, it's helped that we have so many youth that are actually leaders in children's ministry. Yeah. So those, you know, fifth graders already have a relationship with some of the high schoolers, which is great. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, and that's good. That sort of connection, and I feel like that even to what you were talking about earlier in terms of um, connecting with parents and having those relationships in those moments like that I feel like is something too we're trying to do in youth ministry is build relationships with parents and see it as like a whole family thing and I think that's I think that's something that's distinct from something that's different about greater Portland that may not necessarily be at a lot of other churches is just that whole family approach versus Mm -hmm. having the departmental ages and stages and that's it but just thinking through like even just different events and different things that have been planned, you know, like how do we get the whole family there? Yes. You know, and, and there's some stuff coming up, right. In terms of, yes, there is actually, um, October is a very busy month for children's ministry and family ministry. So we have this Saturday, we have a pumpkin patch family event, which actually can seem deceiving. It's actually a church-wide event, so anybody in the churches is, is invited to come, and it's just hanging out at the pumpkin patch. You know, there's a corn maze, there's hay rides, you can go get your pumpkin, um, there's a petting zoo. You know, there's a lot of things to do there, and we're going to have games there, we're going to have snacks, we're even going to have s'mores. So nice. it's it's just a great time for people in our church to come together and fellowship and have some fun and socialize. And then, and then we do like a trunk or treat Oh, yeah. It's not a trunk or treat. Why? No, Why is it not a trunk or treat? Because it's an actual inside thing. So we have inflatables. Uh, we have carnival games. We have glow-in-the-dark mini golf. And this is this is really... This an, is Family Jam. You're yeah, it's Family, family Jam. jam. It Why is, is it called Family Jam? It used to be called Halloween Extravaganza. And we changed oh, the name okay. to Family Jam because it felt... Um, we wanted to make it feel more welcoming to people who... Ne- don't necessarily want to participate in a Halloween and, event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that is why it was changed, just to make it more welcoming. I just and didn't know if it had something to do with the jam, like if it was like no. a... because Because a lot of times it's like Halloween ends up getting replaced with harvest. So you have oh, a harvest party or you have, har- you know, like... And so yeah. I didn't know if that 
just well, translated into jam because it was like, well, <laughs> oh my goodness, like no. at one point the church got together and like canned jam and no, together. But that would, that's a good idea. It sounds delicious. I'm kind of hungry, so. That's what I think. Every time I think family jam, I think of like <laughs> oh jams. Goodness. Either no. either jam like like a band is going to get together and jam or like See, I think jam. it's more like that, but but no, it was actually to rhyme because it used to be family jam pumpkin slam. Oh. Or pumpkin slam family jam, however, whichever way you wanted to put gotcha. it. But now that pumpkin slam is actually a youth event on a Wednesday, right? It's separate. It's not actually part of family jam. Gotcha. So that that's originally why it was family jam. Family jam. Yes. Pumpkin slam. Yes, but the idea was to move it away from being, um, from being just Halloween focused. So we could invite neighbors in our community that do not want to participate in a Halloween event. So we do have several, um, like I know our, our Muslim neighbors will not participate in a Halloween event, but they would like to participate in Family Jam because it's a safe space mm. where, you know, they, they can still have fun and not have to worry about the other stuff. Now, of course, we do encourage people to come in Halloween costumes, yeah. you know. So we, we always get some pretty cute Halloween costumes. So that's the 31st. It is, is the 31st. It, is yeah, it it's from 5.30 to 7.30. Okay. And our community comes together and volunteers and to run the stations. We have, I think we were looking at it, and something crazy like 20 different stations. Wow. Yeah, so there's a lot of activities. And we're going to have dinner. So oh. dinner will be served. It's all free, of course. Um, we're going to have the coffee corner open and cotton candy and popcorn. And it's there's going to be tons of candy, of course. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. And there's even one station where you can earn full-size candy bars. <sighs> and I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, if there was a house that was giving away full-size candy bars, like everybody knew about it. And we all went there multiple times if we could get away with it. Yeah, yeah. But yes, we do have a station. And that is the Bible First Memory Station. Oh, so you yes. have to memorize that Bible verse. Yes, but we have age appropriate, so the younger kids get, you know, smaller, simpler verses, and the older kids get a little bit more complex. Because I could do, like, Jesus wept is a Bible That a is verse. actually one of them for the really little kids. Oh, for, really? For, like, the three-year-olds, <laughs> yes. So I don't qualify for that, though. <laughs> no. I can't get a candy bar. <laughs> no. That's Sorry. Lame. But you could work the booth if you want. Do I get a candy bar if I work the booth? You could probably sneak one. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I have permission, it's not stealing, right? True, true. Okay. Well, yeah, everybody who volunteers always gets tons of candy, too. So, okay. And they get to play because we work it out so there's two shifts. Yeah. So you're only volunteering for half of it, and then the other half you get to hang out and play and go down the inflatable slide, and it's just a fun. <laughs> so. That's nice. Okay. Yes. Well, good. Well, that's something to look forward to mm-hmm. for... Uh, for everybody yes that'll be good yes um well thank you for being here sally thank, thank you, for you for inviting me chatting children's ministry and sharing about yourself and yeah grateful that you're here and as a parent of a six-year-old and a four-year-old very appreciative of the work that you do and the way that you care and love on the students and the kids here at, at greater portland yeah it is a true blessing to be able to do that like a lot of people will say Oh, you know, thank you, Sally, for for being in children's ministry and stuff. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like, like I'm somehow cheating because I'm doing something that I absolutely love, and you know, it's where my passion is. It's where God has given me, and I feel so blessed and honored that this is this is my job. 
I yeah. mean, you know, I this it's unbelievable. So, and thank you, by the way, Marcus, too, because you have my kids in youth. I do, and um, I have seen amazing growth through your through your ministry as well. And I love partnering with you. Yeah, cool. Well, your kids, your kids are pretty great. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, and thanks for chatting. And uh, thank you to you as you're listening. Grateful that you uh, have spent this time with us and um, looking forward to the next time we can, uh, we'll, we'll put out a podcast. Like I, I think I said on the first one, they'll come out about once a month. And so make sure you're tuned into our social media um, on Instagram, on Facebook and church website, the church app, just all the different ways that, uh, that you can get connected to things that are happening. And for more information on children's ministry, whether it's Sunday morning programming or um, if you're thinking about volunteering or you want to know about Family Jam or other events that are coming, you can always find that information out at our website or on the app. Um, and under the GP Kids areas. So, yeah. So thank you, and uh, I hope, hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Yeah.